Welcome to the podcast series, Small Business Survival Conversations. Through our weekly conversations, we hope to provide you with strategies and insights, knowledge and expertise to enlighten you as you work to build and grow your business. Here are your hosts, Anna Steinfest and Dr. Michael Troyer. Welcome, everyone, to Small Business Survival Conversations. I'm here with my good colleague, Anna Steinfest. Good good morning, Anna. Good morning, Michael. And I know it may be nighttime some other places, so forgive me for that reference. (laughs) We're going to talk today about your credit score. We've been touching on lines of credit and seeking a business loan, and this really ties in very much with those other two podcast topics your credit score, because it's always going to be looked at when you're working with a bank. So we're going to touch on, do you pay your bills on time? Do you have the right mix of credit that you're making use of? Uh, Is your overall utilization of credit uh, fairly low, relatively low? Because they're going to look at that. How much of your your potential debt capacity do you use? Have you separated your business credit from your personal credit? Very important topic. Do you check your credit regularly? Have you avoided debt collection and bankruptcy? And are you patient as you approach these things? (laughs) Those are all things important to understanding how to really boost that credit score to your advantage. So let's start with the first one, paying bills. I know that. Who cares? Why do I have bills on time? I know. You know, uh, some of these recommendations to improve your credit score probably are obvious, but we want reminders because like Michael was saying, okay, let's start with the obvious one, pay your bills on time. Well, first of all, it's not only good practice to avoid some interest accruing and penalties, but it's also the best way to improve your credit score and show your banker that you are a reliable business partner. Remember we've talked about in the last podcast about being a business partner with your bankers. They want to know that. So if you pay your bill like a few days before that, that is excellent. Put reminder on your calendar, like an appointment reminder that you have to pay your bills on time. And the credit, the three credit agencies that give you your credit score, each one uh, separate, but they get combined then, is watching whether you pay your bills on time or are you always a little bit behind. When you don't pay on time, it hurts you. It takes your credit score down. Sometimes the business owners or people will think about uh, will think about that you have a grace period after the due date. Yes, you do. But what's happening is that is reported to the credit bureau that you have one or two days past the due date. So it might not hit your credit score hard, but it still hits your credit score. So just do me a favor. Put in your calendar three days before that and just pay it. I try to get out there yeah, two, three days ahead and get it paid. I might even have them pay it on that due date, but I try to be, they know it's already covered. I've, I've told them you have access to my bank account. I've put in my submission for my payment three days early. I'm trying to make them happy with me. No, for cash flow purposes, I understand that if you have some cash flow, let's say coming on the first of the month, and you know you have to by the time you have to pay your bills it's at the end of the month call the bankers and ask them to change the due date to make sure that it is in line with your cash flow purposes yes. and and the way your business is running or your personal because remember we've talked about in the past the bankers are looking into your personal 
credit also. So I will continue. If you have any questions, just email us or give us a call and we will expand on that. But I think we gave you enough on that topic. Have the right credits. Think of the different ways that you can tap into some money. A lot of it often is credit cards. Let's say you have three credit cards, each with $10,000 of credit capacity. You can use that credit card up to $10,000 worth of debt. The, the bank or anybody else looking at that says, oh, you've got $30,000 of debt capacity, $10,000 from each of those credit cards. One, they want to know that you're not using very much of that. Two, it worries them a little bit because you've got three different cards. They're counting all of that as your debt. That is, potentially, you owe that debt because you could use it at any time. That is going to work against you then in terms of their comfort with you. You'd be better off, and, I, and I, I'm not going to argue how many credit cards you should or shouldn't have, but if you're if you're running five to ten credit cards and they've each got a little bit of credit available to you, that's all counting together as, as a total debt load you're carrying, even though you're not using it all. And that makes them nervous. And what Michael was explaining right now is the credit utilization rate, especially yeah. on the credit card. So what he's suggesting, and that's what you have to write down, is like, 10%, mm -hmm. no more than 10%, because once you go into the middle, for example, if your credit card is $10,000 and you draw 5,000, okay, that's a red flag, or we'll say orange flag. And if mm -hmm. you go towards the 10,000, it's like up to 10,000. And some every time you turn around, you go above 10,000. Mm -hmm. What is happening is, that is a red flag. So the, you have to make sure that you keep track of your your utilization rate to be low if you want your credit score to be pristine. Again, in some situations, we understand things happen. I mean, it's, it's up and down, but just make sure that you pay attention. And now what we're trying to tell you is like, because of that, you should pay attention to your credit, right credit mix. What this is, is like you should, for example, if you're buying a machine, this should not be on the credit card. Yeah. Because credit card is revolving and machine should be more of a term loan. So you have like for five years, for three years, no, like you are paying principal and interest every single month and it goes down where with the revolving credit and the credit cards, you have compounding interest. So you have interest, all the interest. If you don't pay, it goes up and up and up. And it's like a snowball. So that's what we're trying to, because these two are very interconnected. That's why we just wanted to make sure that you understand the utilization law rate and you understand the credit mix. So to keep your credit card balance low, make sure that you have the right structure. Apply for machine loan or term loan rather than credit line. And that, that bank line of credit, for example, might be the way in which you, you acquire inventory. What I'd argue you never want to do is buy inventory with a credit card because it's that revolving. The interest rate is high. The more you borrow, the, the worse it gets, the quicker you can fall behind. I had a client who kept using their credit cards to get inventory. I said, please stop that. Don't do that. That's not the way to pay for inventory. And because inventory turns over and you get your money payable or your accounts receivable coming in, as honest as that gets paid off. So that looks much better. All right. Why should you separate your business credit from your personal credit? Oh, well, use business loans and business line of credit and business credit card separate. 
this is, I mean, first of all, it's 101. IRS don't like when you call mingle money. They hate when you call mingle money because they don't understand which way it's coming from. And, you know, it, it may get some penalties for that, number one. And, and for your own sake, you need to know and you need to assess the true health of your business. You should not be borrowing Paul and I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know the term, Michael. You have to correct me on that. What was the name? Borrowing from Peter and paying Paul. Thank you. That's what I wanted to to say. It's like, you know, all these commingling of money. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare for the CPA. If you have a CPA or for your own good, you don't know. Okay. Let's say some of our business owners, they have a job. And they will start investing into their business and they don't know, you know, this is this money came from truly from sales. It is it came from me. It's it's like a, a nightmare and you don't want that. It, it You know, it fits other things that I hope you're doing as a business person, uh, that that issue uh, of separating those things. I have a vehicle that I use for business. Uh, yes, on occasion, I've run an errand with that vehicle, but most of the time, probably 80 to 90 percent of its use is business related. So much easier when tax time comes around to say, this was a business expense for the mileage. This credit card was used for things I bought for the business as supplies. Those things, much easier than to do your taxes, much easier for the IRS to say, all right, you do separate these things. That's what Anna is telling you here. What, what about checking our credit regularly? We've talked in in the previous podcast, so we really encourage you to listen to it. It's only 10 minutes, but we just wanted to add something here that you should check your credit report, which we forgot to mention uh, last time is not because not because to see where your credit is, but sometimes for fraud. A lot of business, small business owners are victims of fraud. You want to make sure that you're not victim of fraud. And if something doesn't look right, make sure you correct it. And to give you some tips, some of the credit cards, they provide a free credit reporting or monitoring. My credit, they showed me every single time, even if if my FICO score, FICO score, this is the financial uh, score, they're assessing how credible you are, goes, your credit score goes down, they will email me and saying, hey, we know we've noticed you have, you know, if you have a new account, all these things, we may have to put together a episode. What is your credit score and how they calculate it? Again, it's like a black box, but they will email you and tell you, hey, just make sure you check your credit bureau to make sure that everything reporting on the credit bureau, it is you. It's really important. Uh, I was applying for a loan at one point. They noticed my credit score was below my spouse's and uh, it made me wonder. I checked on it and discovered somebody had been added to my credit score whose name was James Taylor, not Michael Troyer. Don't know how it happened, but they're not perfect companies. They make mistakes. And I had to go after them and say, this is a person I don't know. They don't even live in my town. Why is this there? They removed it and my score went right up. But you have to be the one who takes uh, the responsibility for checking your credit score. They're not unless you challenge them. The next one is avoid debt collection and bankruptcy. I know it's obvious, but we have to put it there because, you know, everyone has situations. We cannot judge. We will not judge. Everyone has situation. Again, if you can avoid it, that's good. And that's why we added the number seven on our list is be patient. If something happened, you're in a bad position. 
again, a lot of people went with COVID. Now we understand right now, everyone can be put in that position. You have to be patient, improving your credit history. It takes time. But it's not a forever. You can get it done. It can happen. You can improve it. If If you follow some of the advice we gave you, Michael was saying this is a huge one. Utilization of your credit cards. Keep it low. Don't have a lot of credit cards. Michael was saying that too. Just just follow, re-listen to this episode again. Write a few notes down. And if you do this, we guarantee you that you will be able to improve your credit score. And Michael, let's recap. All right. Pay your bills on time. Have the right credit mix. Not all credit cards and not too many credit cards. Keep your utilization rate low. You need to know how much debt is uh, is tied to your credit cards. Even though you're not using it yourself, you need to know how much total is out there because that's what they're looking at when they think about, are you using more than 10%? Separate your business credit from your personal credit. Make sure you check your credit card, I'm sorry, and your credit score rather regularly. Know where it is. Have any mistakes been made? Thus, you want to avoid debt collection and bankruptcy. They hurt for a bit, but you can get out from under it if you're patient about it. And I've seen people get out from under it, sometimes within 12 months, but you've got to work at it. But easier just to avoid it. There you go, folks. Seven tips to improve your credit score. Thank you so much for listening. And just the last one, be patient. Don't beat up yourself. Yes, yes, yes. Keep listening to us. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to the Small Business Survival Conversation Podcast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. In the meantime, hook up with us on our Facebook group at Small Business Survival Tools and Tips. Till next time, thank you for listening.